Hello, and welcome to the Passionate Gratitude Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Roberts, wife, mother, and follower of Christ. I am a newbie homeschool mom and a serial business owner with a master's degree in social work and a passion for helping others organize their life. Buckle up for a ride into my day-to-day life where I'll be sharing all the things from faith to fitness, crushing goals to homeschooling, wellness to organizing, and everything in between. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started on today's episode, I just wanted to give you a quick little plug again for my newest offering with uh, my schedule making and my productivity and time management coaching. So it is called Personalized schedule design. And basically what it is, is all you got to do is um, head to the link on my website to the questionnaire, fill out the questionnaire, then I will contact you. By the way, filling out the questionnaire is free. I will contact you and we will then talk about payment and everything. But at that point, we will schedule our first 30 minute call and then I will make you a personalized schedule that is tailored just for you and your needs and what you need to get done in a day as an entrepreneur and or a mom and just a business owner, right? And then we'll have one more 30-minute call after that where we kind of tie up loose ends and then for 30 days you get access to me uh, with voice messaging through an app called Voxer that is free. So all of that for the low price of $247. So if you're interested, like I said, head to the link on my website called Personalized Schedule Design, and I look forward to helping you finally get your ducks in a row when it comes to productivity and organizing. Hello, hello, guys. Here we are again for another episode of the Passion of Gratitude podcast. I'm always so excited to talk with you guys every week. I look forward to it. It really is fun for me. So I appreciate you being here as always. And we are going to dive right in today. We are going to go back, not go back. <laughs> I don't really know what I want to say. Um, we're going to revisit maybe um, some of the spring cleaning with meaning stuff. We are now on our final week of spring cleaning with meaning. If If you were here, um, let me just pull something up here. If you were here a couple weeks ago now, I guess, hmm, I'm wondering how many episodes ago this was. Uh, I did a full recap on spring cleaning with meaning. I didn't go into depth or into detail in all of the spaces that we have been tackling over the past couple weeks. Um, In that episode, I did not go into detail in those, but I just gave you a nice kind of overview of what we were going to be doing and talking about with spring cleaning with meaning. So just to recap that briefly, what is spring cleaning with meaning? Spring cleaning with meaning is a decluttering and reorganizing challenge that I created actually last year for the month of March, and I am reintroducing it again for this month of March, and I probably will do it from here on out. It's something that I've been doing on my social media outlets, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Pinterest, um, but mostly on Instagram. So if you're following me on any of those three platforms and want kind of the most in-depth look, you're going to find most of it on Instagram, on Pinterest at a close second, and then Facebook, I share what I remember. Um, Facebook's just one of those things now, you guys, right? Am I, am I right about that? I just feel like Facebook's just sort of like fading out. It's been fading out of my life over the past year or two. Um, I still check it like occasionally, but not even anywhere close to what I used to. Anyway, that's a whole new, that's a whole episode for another day. Um, so 
those two places and then also on my email list. So any of you that are listening that are like, I'm a podcast girl or I'm a blog girl or I'm a, you know, I'm a uh, email list, you know, newsletter girl. I'm not a, or guy, you know, whichever. I am not, you know, someone who gets on social media. I have everything you need off of social media too. You can join my email list. I will try to remember to put a link in the show notes for that here today. Um, And I will recap all of this in my monthly newsletter as well. So all of that, you know, there's many ways to get this information. Um, But what I did was I did a quick like synopsis of the 12 areas that we were tackling for this month. We've done three areas per week, one of them being kind of a more, uh, you know, deep, (laughs) deep clean. I, I don't mean to say deep clean. I mean, it's takes longer to do, right? So like the kitchen was one. And I actually broke the kitchen and pantry into two separate places because some people have a pantry in a different part of their house even. So, you know, Um, but the kitchen and pantry were two different places in my challenge. But the kitchen was kind of the bigger one for that week, right? Uh, I think that was the first week, as a matter of fact. And then I think also that week was... um, the family room, or was it the family room? I'm not sure, but like the hallway was also, well, the hallway, my gosh, you know, that's kind of a small area um, that probably doesn't have a ton of clutter for most people. So as you can see, I tried to break them down each week with something that was going to take a little more time. And then the second one was like kind of in the middle of the road. And then the last one would would literally could only take you like a couple hours as opposed to like a whole day or two um, as in the other uh, ones for that week. So I just try to be conscious of your time because hello, time management expert here. Um, so that's kind of what I did on that episode, which just sort of broke it down, told you where we were going to be tackling and why it was important for us to tackle or get into the spring cleaning with meaning. Um, and that was to gear up for spring cleaning, the actual act of getting your bucket of soapy water and your mops and your rags and, and actually cleaning your house. And I'm going to be sending you somewhere else for that part of spring cleaning because I am not a cleaning expert, but I have a very good friend that is. So we will definitely talk about that. And I'm going to see if I can get her on the podcast here. As a matter of fact, sometime in April to talk about uh, what she has to offer as far as um, spring cleaning is concerned. And also um, for you to then reference what she has so you can go on from there. Again, I'm not going to promise anything on that. Fingers crossed, but we'll see what we can do. So what is cluttered? You cannot clean what is not organized. You cannot physically clean, you know, with your bucket and soapy water and rags um, when you've got a ton of junk and clutter sitting around. And so that is why it's so important to take the month before you start your spring cleaning to really dedicate and focus on getting things decluttered and reorganized. I gave lots of organizing tips for each area too, different things you can use. um, And that was the whole idea. So again, we're not quite done yet, but I wanted to take this opportunity to talk to you about some of my favorite spaces of this spring cleaning with meaning challenge and I am going to break down the tips in each one of those because they're very important um to me and I I wanted to just kind of pull out again in my opinion as a professional organizer and as you know the time management expert I want to make sure that um I am letting you guys know, in my professional opinion, what is most important. Uh, And it's really hard to to do this because I 
think that every area of your home <laughs> should be should be clean and organized, right? Um, because it just helps everything flow better. It helps your productivity. It helps your time management. It helps it all. Um, and so, you know, that's, it's all important to me. But I figured it would probably be even better if I went through and picked out my very most. And just in case you're not going to get to all of this this year or this month um, and you want to think about it, you want to do it in the future, but you're just, you know, you just want to know what my professional opinion is for the best, the, the best spaces and the best tips in those spaces. So <clears throat> um, I am going to, this is <laughs> kind of funny, but I'm actually pulling up my Instagram. By the way, I'm at ducks in a row organizing life underscore on the old Instagram. So if you're listening and you don't already follow me over there, go ahead and do so. But I am just pulling up my Instagram so that I can reference these areas and the tips that I had for these specific areas. So like I said, we started with the kitchen. Um, that's not one. I mean, the kitchen is very important. Okay. It, it really is. And I'm not going to like dumb that down. I, I really think that an organized kitchen and pantry is very, very important for your health um, because you're going to be able to choose better food and better snacks, um, and everything whenever your kitchen is organized and things are easy to find. You're going to, you're going to do takeout less because you're not going to get stressed out when you're, when you're in your kitchen. So the kitchen is probably one of my, my important spaces, but I just didn't, um, think about taking the time to really break that down. Um, but just so you are aware, that is definitely a huge, huge space. That is going to actually lead me into one of the other spaces. That's the little sister or, or <laughs> the little friend of the kitchen. And that is the dining room. And you are going to look at me and, and say, Amanda, why is the dining room such an important, so much of an important spot to keep organized that you want to bring it up in this podcast. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, it is the little sister of the kitchen. Something that I didn't go over whenever I was sharing about the kitchen and my content went with this decluttering challenge. Um, I didn't really talk about this in the kitchen. I talked about this more in the dining room, but it is just as important in the kitchen. So this is kind of rolled into one, okay? And it goes into the stress that you want to avoid when walking in to your kitchen or your dining room because you're not going to want to cook. You're not going to want to spend time in that space if you are seeing the clutter in this area. And the clutter is mainly, well, the clutter that I'm trying to pull out here for you guys to understand is your dining room table and or countertops. Again, that's why it's kind of a two a two for deal. Um, but for the most part, we're going to be talking about the dining room table. Now, for us, our dining room table plays double duty. We use it to eat on, but we also use it to do homeschool. So we really need to keep after our dining room table. And let me just tell you, this is why this is an important space for me. And maybe it isn't as much for other people, but it's so important for me because if we were to leave our dining room table in the state that it is typically in during the day, which is in the middle of homeschooling, if we were to leave all of our books and our papers and our pencils and our rollers and our hole punches and our pencil sharpeners and oh my gosh, all of the junk that we have on that table while we're working, if we were to leave it there all the time, Number one, we would never eat at our dining room table, so we would never have a nice kind of sit down, more formal meal where we're really enjoying each other's presence as a family or having guests over, right? Um, but also that kind of, the way it would look would just stress me out. It would make me not want to be in that space, which would make me not want to be in my kitchen and cook healthy meals. And I'd be like, well, let's get takeout, right? So it's so important that we, especially for my family and everyone, cleans up that clutter 
every single day. Now, the biggest thing for the people I'm speaking to beyond myself is that a lot of times our dining room tables, especially if it's in kind of a formal dining room or a dining room that's like attached to the kitchen, but the table itself isn't in the kitchen, right? Is that a lot of times it can be a space where you don't maybe use it a ton. And so it can be a drop zone for clutter. So there's kind of two camps here. Like either you use it a lot and you need to clean it off to to make sure you're using it um, and to not get yourself stressed out and overwhelmed when you're in that space so you cook healthy meals. But also it can be in kind of a separate space of the house or it can kind of have its own four walls. And maybe you don't go in there a lot, but it becomes, but because of that, it becomes an area for you to throw throw all of your papers and just random stuff. I have helped so many clients and it sometimes just makes me be like, huh, you know, where their dining room table, there's no way you could ever sit and eat at it. Like it's completely covered. It became his drop zone of mail and papers and office supplies and all of these things that really just became a mess in the long run, right? And so you really want to avoid that as well. Again, not just because it's conducive for, you know, health and happiness and wellness in in clutter-free area in your kitchen, but also because you don't want this hidden little area in your house to be collecting clutter. And a lot of times, a nice flat surface like a table will collect clutter. That is like for some reason, such a big thing. I don't really know why, I guess, but it's just something in our human brain. Like, oh, here's a surface. I'm going to throw something there. And it can just really, really create the illusion of a very cluttered house. Even if everything else is pretty clean, it can really create the illusion of a cluttered house. And the same goes for your countertops. Once again, double duty there. You don't want your countertops messy because then you won't have space to cook a nice, healthy meal for your family. Um, But at the same time, you don't want them cluttered because it's going to create the illusion that you have a lot of clutter and mess in your house when you actually may not. The rest of your house might be decent, right? So that's my number one. Well, not my number one as in order of importance. These are all kind of equally important, but that's the first space I'm I'm kind of tackling here um, in the spring cleaning with meaning that was important. Uh, Another space I want to talk about is the bedroom. And that was actually today's. I will be sharing the video for the bedroom tomorrow. The bedroom is a big deal, guys. And the bedroom is a big deal because it needs to be your sanctuary, your safe space, your happy place. Um, It really... The bedroom is so important. And I know for a lot of people, like they're, they don't think about that. They don't think about the fact that their bedroom is that important. They're kind of like, well, it's just where I sleep. What do you mean, Amanda? Like, why? Well, exactly that. What is in your bedroom that it makes it a bedroom? Let me give you a hint. It's in the name bedroom. <laughs> it's your bed. Your bed is in your bedroom, right? I hope so. Otherwise, it's not a bedroom. <laughs> But the point is, the bed should be such an important place for you, okay? And again, people do not really put enough emphasis on rest and relaxation and good sleep. And what happens is, again, I'm going to kind of put on my uh, time management hat for a second here and talk about the fact that it is so important for you to prioritize the rest and sleep that your body needs in order to be productive. You cannot be productive when your tank is on empty and you have not gotten adequate sleep or rest. And where do you do that? Your bed. Now, you might sleep other places too, but primarily you are sleeping in your bed. So, we need to make sure that the room that your bed is in is cleaned up, clutter-free, and relaxing. You don't want to walk into your bedroom and be like, 
oh my gosh, this place is stressing me out. I have clutter here. I have a mess here. The bed isn't made. Oh, big one. I've got all this junk, blah, blah, blah. And then you don't feel relaxed. How are you supposed to relax in a space that you can't relax in? That's impossible, right? So it is so important that we keep our bedrooms cleaned up and organized and tidy. It's so important. Um, And I said in my post today on Instagram that one of your five essential tasks for the day, if it's not already a habit, something that you should be making a habit around is making your bed. And so many people always want to say, well, Amanda, I'm just going to get in it later and nobody's going to see it. Guess what? You're going to see it. Your brain and your eyes are going to see it. And it is so important. And the reason it's so important is because it is conducive for good sleep when your bed is made for two reasons. Number one, I wish I could cite this source, but I read a couple years back that your circadian rhythm, excuse me, gets reset and is actually like will work better if you make your bed. There's something that tells your brain, oh, I'm making this bed that kind of like gets your day started and gets you sort of like excited and ready to get it back in it at night. And there's something therapeutic, at least for me, about pulling my my pillow shams off and my decorative pillows and, and laying them aside and pulling off, you know, um, my little blanket I have at the bottom and, and pulling back the bed sheets and fixing my pillows. There's something therapeutic about that that I just absolutely love and gets me ready and excited to get into bed and gets my body ready to sleep and relax. Uh, And it's just so important. And not to mention, you guys, I don't know about you, but I can't stand crawling into a bed that wasn't made because then my blankets aren't on me the way I want them to be. (laughs) They're all ruffled or the sheets are like balled up at the bottom and it's just a mess. It's just a mess all around. I challenge you that if you are someone that doesn't make your bed every day, start making it a non-negotiable today and let me know in a couple weeks or a month if you are having better sleep because I bet you that you will. The other thing about the bedroom that's really important and it's gonna be a little kind of rated R moment here is what else do you do in that bed? (laughs) I'm not gonna say it, right? But (laughs) you know where I'm going with your husband, right? You know, under the sheets. Okay, so when your room is cluttered and messy, especially if your spouse is someone who can't handle that, it is going to affect your sex life. It just will. You are either going to be stressed out about it because it is something that bothers you or he or she's going to be stressed out of it about it because it's something that bothers them. And it's just not going to be a place where you want to come and be intimate with your mate. And it should be. That That is one of the reasons for the bedroom, right? Um, so that is why the bedroom is so important. It's not just your clothes and your closets that are in there, you guys. It's the bed. That is kind of the most important part, in my opinion. So... The bed, the bedroom, you guys. It is a really good place, and I just really, really uh, recommend (laughs) that you do better at keeping that cleaned up and decluttered if you don't already. Okay, and then lastly, I want to talk about the... Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I am trying to... um, Something is going on with my app here that I'm recording on. It's okay. Everything's fine. Um, I want to talk about the, um, okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Please excuse that mess. And I'm probably not going to go back and delete it because that just takes too much time. So 
This is real life, real time, real life here, okay? I always tell you if my dog's barking, then you know why. Okay, so the last the last spot or the last area that I want to kind of go over that's very important is your multi-purpose slash storage room. If you are somebody like me and you don't have a separate storage room, that is why this is so important because you want to make sure that it is functional for whatever other purpose that it has. And for me, the other purpose is that it's my exercise room. So it's another area of the house where I do not want to be stressed out when I'm in there. I exercise a lot of it. A lot of the reason I exercise is for my mental health. So I want to make sure that I'm not walking in there and seeing clutter and being stressed out. Now, I don't know what other purpose your storage room might have. Maybe you are blessed enough to have a storage room that's only a storage room. And that's also amazing. Um, but just in case it is a place where you have to use it for other things, um, again, all the more reason uh, that you should be making sure that it is organized and decluttered and picked up so that you can use it for that multi-purpose. One of the biggest things and one of the biggest takeaways that I wanted to have in this multi-purpose slash storage area is that don't worry about the beauty of it. Listen, I love things that are pleasing to the eye, okay? But when it comes down to it, when you are talking about your storage space, if you're going to spend too much time and money on the most beautiful and perfect shelves and tubs and, you know, all the things, then it's just not worth it, okay? I am all for labels. I'm all for color coding tubs if you want to. I'm all for like, you know, investing in clear tubs so you can see what's in them. I'm all for like good sturdy shelving. It's not that I'm not all for that stuff. But the biggest takeaway, the biggest like point I'm trying to make in this area is work with what you've got. It's okay for you to use a shoebox and a Sharpie um, if that's all you have or an old moving box um, that does close and you can write on it, okay? The point is for it to be organized. It doesn't have to be perfect and pretty. Um, it does need to be functional. So again, if you're going to use a shoebox or, or a cardboard box or something like that, it, that might not always be... Um, <sighs> you know, the most functional in the long run, but don't let that be an excuse for you not to get the area cleaned up. Some people will be like, well, I can't afford the bins right now or the labels or the da, 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 da. So it's a mess. Well, guess what? Let's use what you have now. And then as time comes and you see things go on sale, you can run out to Target or wherever or Amazon or whatever you want to do and purchase things little by little as they come and you can kind of do it at your own pace. But don't let that be the reason to not get things organized. Um, I truly, I mean, use what you have. And even me, um, and I'm again, like I, I do do it for budget friendly reasons. I don't want to go out and spend a ton of money on all the things. But for me, I use kind of what I have, do the best I can. And then I repurposed an old curtain and curtain rod that I had, um, to kind of cover the shelving. Because again, it's my multi-purpose room, which means I have another function for it and that's working out. So I don't want to see the clutter on the shelves, even though the clutter is organized. A lot of it is in bins. Um, a lot of it is in stuff, you know, that's keeping it corralled and there's labels and, and all of that. It still isn't the most like cohesive, beautiful thing. So I kind of solved that by putting a, a curtain up uh, in those areas. And it has helped a lot. It really doesn't even look like a storage room. If you walk in to my storage room that I use for exercising, you're going to just think it's an exercising room. You're not even going to see the storage areas. And again, that's mainly because I don't want to see 
<laughs> the storage areas. So I'm using things to kind of cover that up. So that's another option for you as well. If it is kind of a multi-purpose room and you're using it for something else, find ways, cheap ways, inexpensive ways, whatever, to kind of cover that up. Um, but at the end of the day, you guys, it is it is function over beauty. And that goes for any space when it comes to this stuff. I love beauty. I love things that are pleasing to the eye. I love it, love it, love it. And I am not telling you to not do that. I am not telling you to not use your label maker and your pretty bins and your color-coded matching, whatever. I'm absolutely obsessed with all of that stuff, right? But don't let that be a reason for you to not get organized. That's the biggest takeaway. And that, again, goes for any space in your house, not just these areas that I'm talking about. Function over beauty. Beauty will come, you know, save up for it or get, like I said, get things when they're on sale or whatever, but it needs to function. That is the whole point. Okay, you guys, I feel like I talked a lot for some reason. (laughs) Maybe I was just getting really excited about all this because I do love to talk organizing. Um, And again, it just really goes hand in hand with being productive and managing your time is making sure that your spaces are organized and tidy and picked up and decluttered and and purged often often so i hope that this was helpful I hope that you're having a wonderful Monday. I hope that you'll share this if it was helpful. I hope that you'll tag me on social media if you do. And I hope that you'll write me a review. And I just hope that um, I was a blessing to you today with this message. So thank you guys so much for listening. And as I always say, don't forget to live your life with passionate gratitude. All right, see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you subscribe and share with your friends. And don't forget to tag me on social media when you do. Always remember, lead your life with passionate gratitude. God bless. Until next time.